Okay, so what's it gonna be? I am McLovin. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 105 of the Rough Cut Retrospective, your movie podcast brought to you during the apocalypse. I am one of your hosts, Jackson. Very excited to be here. Uh, but more importantly, I have a great guest, not guest, co-host. His name's Carter. And uh, yeah, it's not the going he's worried about, but the coming. Hello, Carter <laughs> Sims. I'm sorry the Coen brothers don't direct the porn I watch, Jackson. <laughs> what's up, buddy? Oh, uh, what's up, man? I am feeling terrific. Um, should we tell the people what we've done before this episode, before we even say what the episode is? Yes. What have we done, Carter? So Jackson and I decided to just 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 have a few drinks uh-huh. going into this episode, and and why is that, Jackson? Uh, because we are covering the amazing teen film Superbad. Yes, and basically the whole premise of the film is got to get beers to this party and get drunk so we can get laid. Mm-hmm. And uh, I figured we figured why not? Why not just toss a few back to just getting the vibes and the spirit of this movie? So I'm I'm feeling good. How are you feeling, Jackson? I'm feeling great. I'm excited. Incredible. If there are burps, if there are hiccups, I will not edit them out. We are we are here for the vibes of super bad. So I'm very, very excited. Should we should we get in, Jackson? Carter, tell me something, boy. Tell me something, boy. Oh, well, kind of on brand for the episode, Jackson. But uh, this week I checked out a movie called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. (gasps) What's that? Uh, It's on Apple TV Plus, which uh, Mm -hmm. we hold in high esteem because we like that service a lot. Truly. And uh, it's a movie starring Zac Efron. Heard of him? Yes. Yes. Uh, He it's like based on a true story. It's a Peter Farrelly movie who you may know from Green Book. Uh, <gasps> Fuck that guy. Yeah. I'm just so kidding. I don't know. He uh, wrote and directed this movie, Greatest Beer Run Ever, based on a guy who, like, during the Vietnam War, decided to go over to Vietnam and, like, give beers to his friends who were serving. Um, okay. And he wasn't serving? He was not serving. Uh, he was just, like, went over as a civilian and somehow, like, I mean, some of the story is probably uh, fabricated and exaggerated and dramatized, but he went over there and like went into war and gave his buddies beers. Um, interesting. It was it was pretty cool. Bill Murray's in it. Russell Crowe's in it. Um, interesting story. A little preachy at times, but uh, I had fun watching it. So if you're into that, check that out. If you're into Zac Efron, check that out, which was uh, which was quite fun. And then Jackson, the only other thing I've been into this week. Is did you check out the Avatar trailer, Jackson? The new one? I don't the think I have. The new one. Um, the new one featuring uh, Sigourney Weaver's character, which she's playing a child. Okay, um, yes. You were talking about this earlier, and I was so confused. But okay, I, I clearly missed the trailer that references this. Yes, she's featured pretty prominently in this second trailer. Um, because her character... So if, if for those that don't remember Avatar from 2009... Um, both Sigourney Weaver's character, spoiler alert, and Stephen Lang's character, who plays like the baddie in the movie, mm-hmm. they both die in that film, but they're in this film. And I'm just confused by that. I don't understand. And let alone Sigourney Weaver's playing the child of uh, 
Zoe Saldana and Sam Worthington's characters. So I'm there's a lot of questions I have. Um, which that I is weird. We, but she like looks like her. She's like young though. Like she's like a little girl. And but like, does her avatar still look like Sigourney Weaver's avatar? But like, like a kid. I didn't know it was her until like it came out. Like these are the first images of Sigourney Weaver's blah blah blah. And and I was like, oh, that's her. Um, okay. which is also a problem in these movies because I don't know who is who. Um, is that racist on my part towards the Navi? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, perhaps. Perhaps that's me. Just he's in her baby Groot phase. True. So. <laughs> So yeah, but uh, all that aside, this trailer looks and this movie looks gorgeous, and I'm actually getting kind of excited for Avatar, which is something I haven't thought about in a long time. But it looks gorgeous, and I'm getting kind of excited about it. So, do you think the story will be bland? Um, maybe. I mean, when when you think about it, like Avatar, like it's a pretty basic story. Like, it's yeah. Like, pretty boring not, it's like not something we haven't it's like dances with wolves basically yeah like it's like not something we've never seen before so i'm interested to see where this goes i'm hoping the visuals aren't just making up for like poor story but it does look gorgeous is all i can say and i'm looking forward to it in december and uh i trust in james cameron we trust so we'll see really? but yeah what are you into buddy I got a couple things. Uh, I rewatched. Speaking of Apple TV Plus, I rewatched Ted Lasso this week. Nice, like all of it again. Beautiful. It's just such a quick and easy go to watch. I don't know. It's such a good rewatch, and it's very fun. Truly heartfelt. I cry every time, and I feel like on the rewatch, it's interesting because like they clearly like hint at stuff seasons before, mm. which now make me wonder. Like, what stuff are we getting teased on for season three that we don't even know about? So, like, I'm going to be even more curious to, like, rewatch after the third season comes out. Breadcrumbs. But yeah, Love I'm liking it. that. Nice. Exactly. Um, and then, uh, Carter, I am listening to an audiobook. Ooh. And I'm loving it. It's, okay. it's called Project Hail Mary by Ooh. Andy Weir. It's the guy who wrote The Martian. I feel like I've heard of it's great. Project Hail Mary. It's okay. super good. Basically, from what I've gathered, and I'm only like five chapters in, there's uh, this guy who wakes up on a ship and he's like trying to recollect his memories. And it's like basically him learning he's on this like expedition to find like a new like plan B because their son's being eaten by like a like a parasitic like alien kind of on like these microbes and so like he's like going on this expedition that he won't return on and it's kind of just like this really interesting story following like the events that lead up to there and like how he gets to this point and like what he's gonna do and it's like really funny and really well narrated i'm loving it nice nice yeah. um and then also today uh oh go on no 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 i was just gonna say do we have we need a film adaptation of this book you think i think from what i'm from what I've watched or listened to, sorry, I think a mini series or like like a like a television thing I think would work better for this mm, okay. particular book. Cool, but I'm liking it a lot. It's Wonderful. great. Um, and then also I got a PS5 today, so that's really cool. I'm yeah, you did. Set, I set that up before we started recording, and tonight I'm gonna play around with it. I think it's gonna be super fun. Big PS5 we energy. Love that. love that from mm -hmm. you. Terrific. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got amazing um how about we dive into the thick of it jackson shall we let's do it 
Oh boy, let's go to I'm ready for my close up. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close up. And uh, Jackson, would you like to tell the people what we are talking about again today? Yes, so we are talking super bad. Thanks for taking him, Seth. No, no problem. I can't imagine what you're going to do without each other next year. Evan told me you didn't get into Dartmouth. You going to miss each other? No, I don't miss each other. Yeah, I'm going to cry myself to sleep every night. Me too. When I'm out partying. Go to school, boys. Bye. Take care of those. Tonight is our last party as high school people. You know when you hear girls saying like, oh, I was so gone last night, I shouldn't have slept with that guy. We could be that mistake. I love you. I love you. Why don't we say that every day? Why can't we say it more often? I just want to go to the rooftops and scream, I love my best friend Evan. You're like the coolest person that's ever talked to me, and I blew it. Come on, you didn't blow it. I think maybe... What the... Directed by Greg Motala, who did Paul, Adventureland, and Keeping Up with the Joneses. Not a lot of, like, super big things, but, you know, like, Superbad's probably the best one. Written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, and produced by Judd Apatow. Nice. A a a killer combo. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Uh, this released August 17th, 2007. It was rated R, and here is the synopsis. Two inseparable best friends navigate their last weeks of high school and are invited to a gigantic house party. Together with their nerdy friend, they spend a long day trying to score enough alcohol to supply the party and inebriate two girls in order to kickstart their sex lives before they go off to college. <laughs> their request is com- uh, complicated after one of them falls uh falls in with two inept cops who are determined to show him a good time pretty good synopsis great synopsis well done <laughs> thank you um yeah uh the cast we got michael Sarah, jonah hill christopher mintz place seth rogan bill Hader, emma stone and martha mcisaac Yeet. super iconic truly 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 yeah um so carter this is a movie that i chose from our rcr top 100 which is of course the list of which we are determining the episodes that we do for this lovely podcast which has been super fun uh you can you can check that out on our letterboxd um and our link tree on like all of our social media so you can go to that follow along you can watch the next ones with us and then like check out the episode and see what we have to think about it i think it's gonna be a super cool little film club i'm loving it so far um but yeah so this is one of the 50 i chose and I think one of the reasons I chose this movie is because I think I think it's very easy to consider like some of the classic comedies like like and they're usually a lot older. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Superbad is kind of the quintessential like 2000s comedies and like kind of the beginning of like the Seth Rogen stoner movies like the yeah. stoner comedies. And so I think that's like, it's really special in its own because I feel like it's kind of like the start of something really interesting, like as far as like the Judd Apatow stuff. And Mm -hmm. then also I really love like the heartfelt coming of age story it has going for it too. So I think it's really unique. I think it's really funny. And I think it'll stand the test of time, I think. Yeah, I think like it's it's almost like our generation's like, I don't know, like our generation's Caddyshack or like our generation's Ghostbusters or like it feels like 
the movie, the comedy movie of our generation. Like you could maybe throw like, I don't know, the hangover in there mm-hmm. um, perhaps, but I think this one just has more heart to it. I think um, it's so funny too. Like this movie is so, so it's fucking hilarious. so funny. So quotable. Like I'm going to jump on like quotes. I want to put on my tombstone a lot just because cool. like, I just like, in my head, I just associate all these scenes. Like when we get to favorite scene, I associate them with quotes. Yeah. And it's just incredible quote back to back to back. And like, I like, I don't know the first, when was the first time you watched this movie, Jackson? Do you remember? Uh, I don't. I, I It must've been on DVD at some point. I definitely uh-huh. didn't see it in theaters. Like yeah. at, at just some point it was just in my worldview and I loved it. But I don't yeah. know when I watched it. Do you know? I, I do actually because I came to Superbad very late in life. Okay. I, I watched this for the first time in 2019. <gasps> really? Okay. I know. Super late. I don't know how I missed Superbad. I think I'd seen bits and pieces of it, like on Comedy Central or something, like growing uh-huh. up or whatever. But I just completely missed it. And I, I gotta say, like, it really just hit a sweet spot for me when I watched it. And like kind of what you were saying about like what works, what works in the movie, like mm-hmm. like just like the rat tat tat between like all the characters, like that, like Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah's characters named Seth and Evan, like based on <laughs> Seth and Rogan and Evan Goldberg. Oh, I'll get to that. Yeah. I was um, like, it's just like so nice to like, to like see like them in the movie and just like the dialogue is so snappy mm-hmm. and like, in like comedy movies today, like you just do not get, like like the rat tat tat like some of the dumb like one-off dialogue is just dumb and you kind of cringe at it and it's not funny but like the way like these guys deliver their lines back to back it's like a sorkin movie like they just like (laughs) it really is like the dialogue's so quick it feels natural it's just like these two guys just like shooting the shit with each other and it feels really really good in that space for me and i think what really works about that too is even when the jokes don't land it's kind of intentional. You, you can forgive it because yeah, it's it, intentional because they're stupid high schoolers. Like they don't know any better in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah. They're awkward. So like a lot of their like inappropriate jokes are like, are like really awkward jokes or just like born out of being a stupid high school kid, which I think is like a really fun way to write a comedy too. Yeah. It's great. Cause when he's like, uh, <laughs> what, when like Emma Stone's character is like, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And he's like, little do you know, my back's on my cock. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like so even though i like don't remember when i watched this i definitely like have a good like loving relationship with this movie like in high school my senior year i convinced miss tressler who is like one of our favorite teachers shout out uh, from our high school to play this in class and she had never seen it before and it is obviously like very rated r and she was so cool about it she watched it and laughed with it and like thought it was awesome so that was super cool um love her cool super teacher iconic great especially like the part where it like made fun of home ec which she was our home <laughs> teacher like oh that yeah. was so good she thought it was great um also like for like uh my film classes and stuff in college i cited this movie all the time for because i love to oh, write really? coming of age stories and, oh like, nice yeah so like this this is like a really interesting coming of age story that dub does subvert like masculine expectations i think sure. and like yeah. they kind of get to play around with like feeling their feelings out and like suppressing how they feel about each other as friends. And I think, I think that's really interesting. And they like eventually come around to it and learn that 
the stuff that they care about really isn't all that important after mm-hmm. all, which is kind of like the like the big thing that I think everyone can kind of agree with whenever they see this movie. It's like, oh yeah, that, we did care about stupid shit like this. And it doesn't really matter. Like things are so much different now, but it, oh, yeah. it's like a fun little lens to look through. Before we get into the, the nitty gritty, why don't you tell us how the movie came to be, buddy? Let's do that. Do so it. this is like kind of a weird one because uh, this movie like kind of started getting created when Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg were 13 years old. Oh, which cool. is like really strange. Yeah. It's like kind of like I, I tried to look into this because like like I don't know how much of it they were actually writing when they were 13 other than like a funny premise. Sure. Because they also say that like yeah they also say that this movie is like loosely based off of their senior year in high mm-hmm. school so obviously that didn't happen yet when they were 13 so like <laughs> they probably had a loose premise at 13 yeah. and then like started working off of it later. Um, They began scripting in early 2000s uh and then like filming in 2006 and 2007 so i'm guessing they took like the rough idea of what they had and then shaped it around their experiences and then started actually scripting it um yeah so kind of a fuzzy timeline but that's kind of what happened with that um honestly not that much like behind the scenes other than i thought that was kind of interesting so yeah that's all i got there yeah like i imagine like like apatow i mean obviously because like freaks and geeks came before this right Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's sure, where like, Seth Rogen kind of had his breakout acting, and I think that's where he met Apatow. So yeah, so I'm sure like Apatow, like Apatow's so good at like plucking out like these young comedians, comic stars, and like yeah, putting them in a in a situation to succeed. So I think this is probably the first major successful. I mean, obviously, like Forty Year Old Virgin was like two years earlier, which was I think mm-hmm. probably the big takeoff. But like, I think this solidified like the Apatow power of like just producing good comedy. So yeah. What works in the movie, Jackson? Ooh, I got a ton. Uh, I can just rattle off a couple. The first one being, uh, it takes place in the '90s, I think, but it like it perfectly encapsulates like the late '90s, early 2000s vibe. Yes, that like I think is like a perfect little time capsule, and I really love that. Yeah. Um. Also, I really like for the fact that this is like a high school movie, like set in high school that all the actors look age appropriate for once. And yeah. like, I can never think of a time that that looks like that. So I think that's great. Very true. Yep. Um, and then, Ooh, I'll just, I'll just, I'm just rattling through these. These Do are it. small things. Um, I really love how this movie is so good at capturing like the cringe and the awkwardness yes. of the characters. Mm-hmm. Like there's like a couple things that come to mind, like just basically like Michael Sarah's deliveries on like everything is so right fucking great um the specific scene where he accidentally punches becca (laughs) is like like, the most funny painful thing because he's going for like the friendly arm nudge and someone bumps into him in the hallway and just he just whacks her boob and it's so awkward oh my god i want to die it's so great and like Um, and then in the when he in the bedroom scene in the final (laughs) in the final scene where he's just like He's like, uh, you're the prettiest girl this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> just like... <laughs> His deliveries are so iconic. He's just so, oh such a cutie. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then like another awkwardness thing that I think is such a good visual gag is anytime they run, it's like the worst running ever. It run. makes me laugh every single time. <laughs> it's so good. Like the whenever they chase down the girl who got the like boob job because like her boobs were so big it was hurting her back. <laughs> like and they go to like go look at them and they just like take off running. It's so funny. I gotta get a look at these oh warlocks. 
gosh. Oh my god. Do you you got some? I got a couple more, but we can we can go to you. Sure. Um, uh, you mentioned some of them, and I talked already about like the 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 dialogue and the back and forth between them. Um, the seventies soundtrack, like just yeah. interlaced throughout, that like makes it feel like it's like a dirty, like raunchy movie, like that's really mm-hmm. edgy. But it's just these high schoolers that don't know what they're doing. Um, I love that a lot. Um, I also wrote down just like Rogan and Goldberg. Like this is the first of many just like successful stoner comedies in this vein. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that a lot. You mentioned it, coming of age movie. Like mm-hmm. this is a not only a coming of age movie, but I'm a sucker for like day in the life of movies. Yeah. I love that this movie just takes place like in less than 24 hours, basically. Uh, it's just terrific stuff. I love when a movie can successfully just like a slice of life do that. Yeah, I was telling Abby it's like dazed and confused, but like I actually like it. So that's kind of <laughs> cool. Yeah. Basically, they're just trying to go to a party and yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's our generation's dazed and confused. So. Um, and then the last thing I wrote down is just like, it, like for better or worse, that the coughs, the cop stuff, uh-huh. just is even funnier today. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. just with uh, all the narrative that it's around, like you know, cops and a cab and police brutality, just like it's just so palpable and like mm-hmm. really uh, prescient in our times, and uh, it just really hits even funnier and harder today but that's that's all i got but yeah i just wanted to shout out the uh the bits also that they do because i think there's like so many like for like a movie that is telling a narrative it takes the time to like do these like stupid little bits like throughout (laughs) the movie like so one that i really love is like the penis drawing flashback of course where seth is telling evan about like his tragic backstory of why he hates becca because she ratted out his penis drawing stash when he was in like fifth grade or something. And the therapist thought he was possessed by a penis demon and he couldn't eat any penis sized or penis shaped foods. And he said that those were the best foods, the best kinds, <laughs> the best, which shit. is so funny. And then uh, going off of that too, like just like the whole like liquor store scenarios where like, Mm. Seth is like kind of walking around, like trying to figure out how to get this alcohol. And he like, just like lying and like the, tricking the grandma and she like does it for him. But it's like all in his head. And then he gets like shot or stabbed by the security guard. Like, uh, all that stuff. The is fantasizing. So yeah. Good luck. Fucking yeah. Jules. <laughs> Thanks. I will. <laughs> God, I think those are so good. Yeah. yeah the bit, I, the bit, the bits are good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite performance? Um, yes, I do. Um, okay. and it, it, it it's kind of hard also because I think like everyone at the center is really good. Like Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah are great together. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the back and forth between them. But for me, it's Bill Hader and Seth Rogen. That's fair. You <laughs> they, love it. They're great. Every, every, everything they're doing is just iconic and wonderful. And everything they say is so... <laughs> so quotable like their intro scene when they're when they're like did they did they did they look like me and they're like the the, were they jewish and she's like no did they look like you yeah like oh odd crime for a jew to commit like it's just everything they jewish man like like they're going through like like, yeah we have an african jew wearing a hoodie (laughs) like it's just so good everything they do they're just 
so just like their dynamic together is great they they have no shame they don't mm-hmm. know what they're saying then they and just like the scenario that they're put in is great and like with christopher mince plus with them like that dynamic of mclovin with the two of them is just mm-hmm. really really special but uh but yeah i think they're my breakout like perform like every scene that they're in like i just am focused on that like i'm itching to get more of them but but i'm not gonna undersell jonah hill and michael Sarah either yeah. like are, are they one of the two your favorite or both of them or i think michael Sarah is my favorite just mm. because it's so like understated and underappreciated because like seth is obviously doing like all the like or sorry like jonah hill as seth is doing all of the like the loud know, he's kind of like the, yeah yeah he's kind of like the antagonizing force mm-hmm. to michael Sarah in this and i think that's like obviously really funny but i think it's so much it says so much more to be able to be like basically like the straight guy yeah and also be like so hilarious at the same time yeah and just like the because uh, like jonah hill doesn't really get a chance to channel the awkwardness in the way that sarah gets to mm-hmm. like he just takes the brunt of it he's just like so uncomfortable in all the situations and like externally or like internally manifests that but like jonah hill's character like externally puts that out there by like trying to put on a brave face but sarah just does not do that at all yeah and it's just it's just so good and he's just such a little baby i just love it. he's just so cute and i love him so much yeah i think this he's already done he already has the uh like arrested development stuff underneath his belt and i yeah. think this is obviously before scott pilgrim yeah so he's like kind of like right in his like sweet spot i think and this is maybe my favorite performance of his yeah i i, I think so too I mean, I can't name a bunch of Michael Sarah movies off the top of my head or performances, but like this is the most fun I think I've had with him. He gets to have fun and other Apatow stuff down the road, but yeah, he does Juno and yeah, I can only think of like a few things. He's oh like yeah, stuff, Juno but. was the same year. What a year for him! Wow, wow. good for him. Um, but I do have to shout out Martha McIsaac, um, which like I haven't heard anything else that she's done or know of anything else she's done off the top of my head. I looked at her like I or yeah her like IMDb and there's uh-huh. like, not that much stuff. It's like a lot of stuff that like I'm just not familiar with. Like I don't even remember the stuff anymore. Like, like that, this is like the most notable thing. Interesting. Like it's kind of shocking. She's really good in it. Like she does a good job of like playing the flirty, awkward next to Sarah, and then like obviously playing super drunk. I think she has like it, it's dumb to say, but I think she has like layers. Like I think she. <laughs> I think, I think she, it's especially interesting considering that like everyone else kind of had a pretty big career uh-huh and like ever i don't know like it seems like everyone else blew up or like was already famous and she just kind of slipped through the cracks a little bit yeah but maybe that's just what she, what she wants to do yeah power mclovin doesn't do like a whole lot of stuff either yeah christopher but, mince plus like know. is is in stuff but i think it's like it's weird he's like in shooter mcgavin territory christopher mcdonald <laughs> where like yeah everyone will always know him as mclovin and like when he pops up in things, like he popped up in um, Promising Young Woman, and you're like, oh, it's McLovin. Yeah. And um, and then obviously Kick Ass, too, and, and stuff like that. But he is fun in Kick Ass. Yeah. But I forgot he was in Kick Ass. Yeah. So he's asking, who is he in? He's like, uh, oh, God. I forget his name in it. Oh, I just watched he's the. I, I know in the second one, he's the motherfucker, right? Yeah. He is the motherfucker in the second one. I don't know what he is in the first one. It's like maybe, the crimson something, or yeah, I don't, know. I don't but, remember. But he comes back. He's like, "I am the motherfucker." Yeah, that's that's great stuff. 
Um, and then I just got a shout out early Emma Stone before she popped off. Cause yeah, this is her debut. I think her film debut. That is wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's great. Um, she's, she's amazing. She's God, funny. She's like, plays just like the, the neighborhood, like girl, like girl she, next door is girl like next totally door. Emma Stone's vibe. Yeah. She does it all. And, uh, it's great. And then just, <laughs> she's pretty contained for the whole movie. And then <laughs> when Jonah Hill had butts her, she's just like, <laughs> What the fuck? It just I love that scene too because she's not even like like she's so nice. Like she's like she's being so cool about it when she yeah. doesn't have to be. Um and even then she's like mad, but she walks away because she's like, he's drunk. It doesn't really matter. Like I think she's cool. Yeah, she's great. But um but yeah, those are but like Bill Hader and Seth Rogen for me are the ones that like they're just so fun and just a great addition to the movie. But are there any others you want to mention that we didn't mention? Or I mean, everyone's great. I really haven't had like I I do not dislike a performance in this. Yeah, I don't think I do either. Everyone is is note perfect. I think mm-hmm. so. Tremendous. Um, should we move on? Yeah, let's do. Uh, what's your favorite scene? Gosh, um, there's so many, but I'm gonna no pun intended cop out and oh. say that. Every scene with the cops and McLovin. <laughs> that is a cop out. It, it is. Oh I know. God. Like I like I mentioned, like the intro scene when they come into the when they come into the gas station and they're questioning McLovin and they're talking to the <laughs> she's like, I have an exam. And they're, when they're talking to the cashier, she's like, I have an exam. I don't need the stress. And then she leaves and they're like, apparently she has an exam. Ethnically, I mean, did what um uh, was he was he like uh, us or a woman, no. female? No, uh, no, no, no. I would say was he like what? Uh, African. Af- Af- was he African? African. African. No, he was American, and he was like you. He looked just like you. He was Jewish. Just Wait, like okay. him. Jew. Okay. It's an odd crime for a Jew to yeah, commit. I'm pretty docile. Okay, so we have an African Jew wearing a hoodie. No, you don't. No. no. <laughs> it's just so good. And then they like look at his license and they're like, "You're an organ, you're an organ donor." And, uh, like all that is great. Um running the red lights like when they flip the sirens on. Yeah, that's and, really good. And they're doing the Yoda impressions and they're like familiar with Yoda from Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I really like whenever they uh pretend to get a call and they're like we can't pay for these beers <laughs> just like oh, at bailey's yeah yeah like, we'll, we'll take 13 beers to go <laughs> oh, oh my they're God. sitting at the bar i'm just gonna name all the cop scenes because I, I have to talk about them um but they're sitting at the bar and they're like met the missus at paintball shot her in the neck <laughs> and oh then my God. he's talking about my first wife who's a whore by the way <laughs> And then obviously that's when McLovin says it's not the going with ladies I care about it's the coming like tremendous. it's also this it's also the scene where Seth Rogen says that he had sex with Bill Hader's wife on on their wedding night because she had sex with a bunch of dudes that night <laughs> yeah incredible and then so uh, like later when they use the breathalyzer and like the bum is just in the back the whole time when they're in the cop car passed out and. <laughs> when when Seth Rogen is asking like what's it like having a gun it's like having two cocks if your cock could kill someone <laughs> so what I'm hearing from you is that you want to spin off with these cops you yeah um, yeah spoiler alert to when we talk about sequels but um 
But yeah, and then like when they when they hit Seth when they hit Seth with the car and and then Evan starts running and they it, like all that is great. And then finally like when they come in they meet McLovin in the bedroom and they're like, I'm sorry, I blocked your cock and all that stuff is is tremendous. And then they blow up the cop car and do the donuts in the parking lot. I love everything that's going on there. Um, I think you literally named every single scene. I did, cops, by the way. I did. That was that was a good job. Every time they were on screen, I was like, "This is hilarious." I have to write this down. Like, they're they're just so fun, and they have so many great quotes that uh, like that'll come up later, probably in, in in best quote. But but yeah, just a lot of great stuff. Um, there's everything else I missed in between. I'm hoping you can fill in the blanks for me there of other scenes. <laughs> I have two. One okay. being the fake ID reveal is like maybe one of the most iconic like scenes of like 2000s comedy, like just period. It's great. I fucking love it. Um, just like <laughs> like all the ad libs of like Seth Rogen or sorry of of uh, Jonah Hill saying that he looks like a future pedophile in the photo. Wait, you changed your name to McLovin? McLovin? What kind of a stupid name is that, Fogel? What, are you trying to be an Irish R&B singer? Oh, they let you pick any name you want when you get down there. And you landed on McLovin? Yeah, I was between that and Muhammad. Why the fuck would it be between that and Muhammad? Why don't you just pick a common name like a normal person? Muhammad is the most commonly used name on Earth. Read a fucking book for once. Fogel, have you ever actually met anyone named Muhammad? Have you actually ever met anyone named McLovin? No, that's why you picked a dumb fucking name. <laughs> and then, like, them, like, being like, okay you're an organ donor from hawaii and it's like why the fuck are you 25 <laughs> like why would you lie and say you're 25 and it's so funny because this kid looks like 14 like, <laughs> like no way will he even pass for 21 let alone 25 um which is so good and then of course talking about mclovin like why do you only have one name what are you seal and then are you trying to be an irish him, like, an singer, irish <laughs> singer. <laughs> And then he was like, it was either between that or Muhammad. And he's like, why the fuck would it be between that or Muhammad? And he goes, it's the most common name in uh, in the world. Like, pick up a fucking book. Like, that shit is so funny. Oh, my it's God. Great. It's, like, so good. And then he's like, I am McLovin. <laughs> and then, of course, like, yeah. And then, like, obviously that transfers to when he, like, goes and, like, buys the alcohol. Mm-hmm. And he gets, like, really nervous. And he's like, I hear it has extra and he like his voice cracks he's so uncomfortable and it's like this like i don't know how this kid got away with it but it's great like it's obviously plot armor but we're, we're down for it it's funny i also love just a just an added detail when he's in the store buying it and then he like spills the beer and then he's like you should really clean that up someone could get hurt and then he walks away and the guy's just like i hate my life <laughs> And it's great payoff later because that guy shows up shows at the, up. the other party and he's like, let's get wasted. Yeah. That scene's fun too because we get like two cameos that like probably nobody would notice, but it's like Boyle from Brooklyn Nine-Nine as like that guy who hits oh, yeah. Jonah Hill with his car, uh-huh. which is like such a weird character for him because like that's like not what Boyle is. But also the guy whose house it is, the guy who headbutts everybody. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you watch Community, but he is like the drama teacher (laughs) in the show Community that shows up every now and then. He's really funny there. Yeah. And then also like the quick Martin Starr cameo in that group of like uh, the cokeheads 
yeah he's, like, he's just like in that in that little group who's like an who's an apatow prodigy and stuff but like in spider-man all the spider-man movies now is the teacher that was him wasn't it yeah like just okay. doing the when when michael sarah's singing and he's just doing the boop boop <laughs> like just doing the background i did not, not realize that was him because like i'm so used to seeing him with glasses that yeah, like because yeah. he doesn't have glasses in that scene i was like that kind of looks like him but i actually don't know that's yeah. funny because he's amazing i do like him a lot um what's your second scene Oh, the second scene is like after the night's over, they're back at uh, Evan's house and they're like sleeping in the basement in sleeping bags, just oh, like yeah. talking to each other as they fall asleep. I love that. I think it's so heartfelt and like it kind of like it just it's just a nice like moment to pause and just kind of like reflect on their friendship and like mm-hmm. they, they're just telling how they how much they love each other. And I think that's just like a really solid scene for like a coming of age movie. And like it's really nice to see it in a comedy too. Because like you don't so really cute. get good heartfelt moments in comedies, but no, that's like a don't. really good one. It's a nice moment but of levity. I'm thinking of another one too. When <laughs> when Seth is carrying Evan home and like he's running with him from the cops, he keeps dropping him. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps dropping him. But my favorite thing they do is like the camera angle from like <laughs> from Evan's POV looking up to <laughs> Seth is so funny. It takes me out every single time. I just think it's so ridiculous. Um, I'm a huge fan of that. It's great. It's hard to like narrow down favorite scenes because there's just like a bunch of great bits. Oh, like, also the home ec scene, like all of that when Seth is talking to the home ec teacher and he's like, "I'm sorry, this is bullshit. Excuse my language." <laughs> just like him going through that is so good. What am I gonna make tiramisu? <laughs> it's great, and he's like, "Yeah, we all know home ec is a joke. Let's admit it. It's all oh, that is great." And then like, and they're like. Because he doesn't have his partner, and then you look over at Michael, Sarah, and like with the with the kid, and they're just like his name's like Mirako or something. Yeah, they're tying each other's aprons, and they're just like, (laughs) that's great stuff. It's so much fun. Um, I just have to give an honorable shout out. I just like the opening where we like establish just like their their friendship, and they're just on the phone, and they're still talking on the phone until they get the car. Um, I love that scene, and they're talking about all the stuff, and he like he put his dick and his like waist strap and he's like i almost blew a load in my belly button i love all that <laughs> and then they're like it's been two years since i've ac- seen an actual female nipple like all that stuff is great it's um, definitely a raunchy movie but i think it oh yeah the way they do it it's like acceptable i, I don't think it's for everybody but like i think it really works at, at what it's trying to achieve yeah i i think so um and then I like all the Evan and Becca stuff too. The first stuff when he's like, "I'm in the chill zone. I'm so chill." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, whenever they describe the parties that they go to, and it's just like him and his two friends getting <laughs> shit faced in the basement, and then annoying the fuck out of like his parents' friends. Yeah. I think it's so fucking good. Just lots of cool shit, you know. Just lots of cool shit. <laughs> and then when he, when they're both when they're leaving and they're both walking the same way, and he starts walking a little fast to just get away. <laughs> it's great and then we already mentioned punching the boob which was which is great and the liquor store so fantasy good. um and i've not mentioned anything else i i don't want to mark this as a as a good scene but like when seth discovers that like he has menstrual blood on his leg it's just so <laughs> so gross and everyone's like taking pictures of him and then obviously evan singing to the cokeheads is just it's just really good stuff it's and great then, and then he gets hit by the car again which is just a great bit also that he keeps getting hit by cars hit by cars <laughs> oh gosh yeah um terrific stuff i think that's all the scenes i got yeah same with me do you have anything that you think could be better for this movie 
Um, Anything you dislike? I have just a few. Um, And again, I think it's a product of the times, obviously, but like, yeah, use of the F word and use of the R word is just, yeah, like, I get that, like, it's a product of the times. It's still just like hard to see and like, you can't help but notice it. Um, But again, I know it's kind of like a time capsule of a movie. Like, you're supposed to be in like, quote, the 90s. It's taking place. So like, obviously, everyone said that without giving it a second thought. Yeah, obviously, don't do not don't say that. Like, just don't do that. But I I do think like the time capsule aspect of it, the fact that it like takes place in the nineties, the yeah. fact that it's a high school movie, and the fact that like these kids aren't supposed to be like, like I don't know. Like, I think right, it's like more right. of a character trait to them that like they say these things, and just I think kind of so. shows like how young and immature and like how much more they have to grow. I think that's just like kind of it adds to it a little bit. Yeah, like opposed to like I keep going back to this movie like but opposed to like the hangover where they just kind of throw it around like these grown adults yeah and it just feels it is a lot different and they like they like advertised that movie like with those words and stuff too which is like kind of weird so Um, yeah not great um yeah a little bit different yeah um i have i have a lot of questions about the alcohol jackson okay you think all that alcohol was 90 bucks that they were supposed to buy (laughs) I mean, they I, bought a lot, didn't they? They bought a lot of alcohol, and then they're like, and then she's like, "That'll be ninety dollars at the store." But so there's that. I I can maybe uh, um, be okay with that because maybe it was the nineties. You know, maybe alcohol cost less than what. Uh, yeah, the money stretched further. Yeah, but then my biggest qualm when they get to the party, there is no way these people are that excited for the amount of alcohol that they have brought. <laughs> Yeah, because you have to assume the party's been going on for a while, so like yeah. people are drunk, so clearly alcohol has been thrown around at least. I don't know, yeah. it is kind of funny. But like cause it's cause like when you get there, like you only think he has like one bag and then he's carrying the detergent. <laughs> Which is disgusting. And he says it's like green. Yeah, because when he pours like, the it detergent out, detergent was blue and the beer is yellow. And oh, it's like, it's... oh dude, you're drinking detergent right now. Oh, like, it's gross. Go nuts. Like that is high school, I guess. But like Yeah. I just don't think there's enough because like they were supposed to buy, provide alcohol for like the whole party, no? Like that was That was kind of like what it's what it seemed like. Yeah. And then like so like there's first of all, there's no way that, that amount they brought is like enough for everybody but i love that they were excited about it but maybe they don't know i I think that kind of like while maybe that is like a flaw in like the writing i don't necessarily know if it was i think it kind of like plays to the idea of like these guys think this is so important yeah and like it won't be like it's okay yeah yeah like the gold schlick vodka like with the gold pieces in it like that's so important and then it breaks and then she's like oh it's fine like i don't actually care i don't know i i really love that stuff it's good and then I, only two others like i always have a problem with high school parties and movies because like i never experienced a high school party like this high school party in this movie no like i was, it was never fun. it looked awesome it looked fun like i never attended a party where like the cops busted it up or anything like that or in that way i mean obviously not like these cops school. are yeah not in high school i mean i've, I've been there in college but but yeah, it's just really over exaggerated always. But like, you could turn a blind eye again to that. That's just very yeah, nitpicky. That's um, fair. And then my final one is very nitpicky. Um, when they're on the bus and they break the vodka, and the guy tells them to get off the bus, or they're calling the cops. Like they don't kick the bum off the bus. Like <laughs> <laughs> he gets to stay. He gets to stay. Yeah, like he calls the whole interaction. But 
that's just very nitpicky um and not really essential to the plot but that's all i have on what could have been better that's fine um you might not like this i think there could be a slightly less cop mclovin stuff oh i strongly disagree but go ahead here's why i think i think all of the stuff is hilarious like i think it's really really good i think you could maybe cut like five or ten minutes of it just because like i feel like it kind of drags the story out a little bit takes away from like you kind of like forget yeah yeah because like i think like whenever it opens it's like very heartfelt very high school and then for like 10 minutes it's like not that movie at all for a little bit and it's just kind of like these two cops are like stopping this bomb and now they're shooting stuff and it's like it's really funny but i think it kind of takes away from like the the a plot a little bit um not like again this is like very much a nitpick but i i still like them a lot and i i I love McLovin, so I can't really be too mad at it. <laughs> McLovin's great. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and then also at the very beginning, Evan's mom is such a dick. <laughs> she, she tells Seth, Oh, Evan told me you didn't get into Dartmouth, bro. Leave yeah. the <laughs> That is guy. so shitty of you. Anyways, Do we know where he like, goes? Like a sta- he just said state college, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Where is this? Is this uh I guess this might be set in Oh, that's a good question, actually. Is this in United States if it's based off of their experience in Vancouver? Oh, does this take place in Canada? I don't know. Interesting. Let's we'll unravel that because then maybe that we can excuse all of the drinking situation and alcohol. Maybe <laughs> alcohol was cheaper in Canada. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I actually have a, a fun little fact about that that we could get straight into if you don't have anything else. Uh, no, that's it for me. Why don't we take me into it, buddy? Cool. Um, yeah. So I have a bunch of little fun facts. Um, one of which being that all of the liquors, if you notice, none of them are brand names because mm-hmm. league, like no liquor company allowed them to use their brand uh, for, names for, in, for like, underage, underage drinking. drinking. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Which I think is so funny. Um, which is why maybe it's so cheap is because none of it's name brand. It's like all this shitty knockoff. Gold <laughs> like slick stupid. should be a thing. <laughs> With it, all the feel, I love that too. Like the fake gold stuff. Like because like I don't know. Did you have like a really shitty alcohol that you would drink whenever you maybe weren't supposed to be drinking? Uh huh. Taka. Yeah. Taka. Okay, that was yours. I drank yeah. this stuff called Skull. Oh, I know. Oh, <laughs> that shit is like rubbing alcohol. It burns so bad. That's but it's like ten dollars, so like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it gets, um, gets the job done. <laughs> Ugh, gross, man. And now I don't even like to drink it anymore. So this—that's what underage drinking does to you, I guess. Uh, you just kids. Um, do you know what the tagline is for this movie? No, I don't think I do. I looked it up because I was like, "Is there one?" There is one, and it is kind of stupid. The tagline is, "Come and get some." <laughs> like okay that's a tagline i I guess i guess that's kind of like 70s-esque with like the with the soundtrack and stuff playing off that intro and sure i don't know uh another fun fact uh fogel mince place am i saying that right plus or place i don't know whatever you want you you he was 17 at the time of filming super bad this was also his uh movie debut i believe um so because he was 17 his mom was required to be present during the filming of his sex scene, which I think is whoa. That's weird. He's like, I got a boner, <laughs> which is uh, also so weird. Like to think about like um, the fact that like 
he's like 17 and because because um jonah hill is only two years younger than seth rogan and he's playing like the character that seth rogan like aged out of wow so i think that's kind of interesting too like like they're pretty close in age and like i think there's a pretty big age gap between uh fogel and them wow that's wild hmm. yeah um the person referenced in the quote I gotta sit here and eat my dessert alone, like a like I'm fucking Steven Glansberg. Uh, that was an actual peer that Rogan and Goldberg attended school with. Oh, um, that's kind of fun. Poor Steven Glansberg. <laughs> Hope he's doing well. Um, yeah, they had two tie-in books that were created to be released alongside the movie: oh. Super Bad, the illustrated movie book, and Super Bad the drawings oh, no. most of these books were comprised of 82 phallographic drawings <laughs> phallographic is their name for it um, which is wild uh the penis drawings were done by evan goldberg's brother david and do you know how many penises he drew oh my god like so there's the ones in the movie and then like the post credit sequence too so yeah a, a lot i don't i do over a hundred uh close to a thousand penises but only like only a handful were used like not like there was there was a lot that were not used but they were pretty great wow that's incredible Um, yeah the i have so many penis drawing facts by the way uh i got one more i was hoping so the penis drawing scene required enormous legal complications uh getting them like onto the screen every single drawing had to be approved individually by the studio's legal department uh and and they would get notes back saying too big too veiny stuff like that oh my god what a nightmare (laughs) that's incredible um, the scene where Evan, Michael Sarah's character, uh, accidentally winds up in the room with guys doing cocaine uh, in that one party that we mentioned is uh-huh. actually based off of a real incident from Rogan and Goldberg's younger days when they were 14. Uh, they went to go see like some stand-up comic that they knew, I guess, uh, at some like farewell party. And then like like Seth Rogan's mom like drove them there and like dropped them off. And then like everyone just started doing blow around them. <laughs> so like that's pretty, pretty awesome. Fun um oh i have a fun fact for who was considered for the role of jules do you have a guess if not for emma stone Ooh, jules um i'll go with since i'm in michael sarah brand let's go with brie larson no you're kind of close in like vibes jennifer lawrence is who was considered oh that was before wow that was early j-law huh yeah wow <laughs> sliding oh uh, yeah mm-hmm I mentioned Stone and Mince Place were both had their film debut in Super Bad, which is again super wild considering like how great they are. Yeah. Very different careers, um, the two of them, huh? Totally different. And I feel like I feel like McLovin kind of likes the way he, I I don't know, maybe he doesn't. I feel like he kind of seems like the guy who doesn't want to show up in a bunch of stuff. Maybe I'm yeah. just like reading into it too much. Perhaps. I, I like him. He's really fun in This Is the End, where like Michael Sarah blows cocaine on his face. <laughs> that bit's so good. Um, the word fuck is used 176 times in this movie, mm. averaging out to 1.6 fucks per minute. Uh, the record, of course, is held by another movie starring Jonah Hill, The Wolf of Wall Street, at 506 times. Quite a so lot more. Jeez. Yeah, definitely longer a lot movie. more. But like, yeah, sure. <laughs> but I don't think it's five times longer, no. <laughs> which is pretty crazy. Um, 
Uh, and then I just have one more final thing going along with the 70s aesthetic. The 1970s version of the Columbia Pictures logo was shown at the beginning of the film instead Ooh. of the 2000s version. Yeah, that's cool. I really like that intro where like they're all dancing. Like you see the shadows of them mm-hmm. in the credits and all the old look. Yeah, that's that's really. Is there good. like a specific reason, like why that is? Like, do you know? Like, I actually have no idea. Like, is are they just trying to capture like their the, nostalgia for the 70s? I think so, and I think they're also trying to channel like that. These guys think that they are like cool, like seventies, like porn actors. I think cool. Okay, just trying to to get that. No, that, that makes vibe, sense. I think. Actually, like the Burt Reynolds kind of vibe. Yeah, well. yeah, I think so. I think that's all. I but, like that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, moving on to box office and awards. Uh, the box office had a budget. This movie had a budget of. It's super red. I looked it up. Seventeen point five to twenty million dollars. So I don't know, like, why they don't have an exact number, but like, it's around that much. Three million to blow up the cop car, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, and then with a box office of one hundred seventy point eight million U.S. dollars, that's pretty nice. good, right? I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're the good. box office expert. Yeah, that's do you good. Think that's that, a like a comedy. Do, do comedies do that anymore? Like, are rarely. Just, like, it's yeah. It's so hard to like, yeah, so hard to make a successful comedy because they just don't make money anymore because people just don't go see them because they're often times are just like carbon copies and not done well of like super bad, for example. Like, I feel like super bad is very much like a trailblazer in that space. In the, I agree. In the, in the, yeah, in the land that it's in. But, so yeah. Do you think like comedies going forward are just kind of like they're going to be on Netflix? and stuff like that and not really go anywhere like as far as like box office yeah it's theatrical releases it's tough because i think a lot of them are on streaming services and like every once in a while there's like a diamond in the rough like you'll get like a a game night or you'll get like a Mm -hmm. like a blockers or something like that something that's Mm -hmm. actually like pretty decent um but it's just like so i just don't think there are I don't know what it is. I feel like a lot of the good writers have turned to either TV or like streaming services because they'll just give them money to do whatever they want. I think the budgets in the studios are just less so because they want superhero movies or avatar movies, you know? Yeah. Even like the recent like Apatow movies that are like well received critically, I feel like don't do a lot in the box office either. Like Bros, I don't mm-hmm. think was super successful, like monetarily. Yeah. And well, like Trainwreck, I guess was probably like another recent one of his, mm-hmm. and even like probably didn't do like as well. King of Staten Island, which went like direct mm-hmm. to streaming service in 2020. Yeah. Like, so like it's just kind of the lane these things sit in now. It's interesting, upsetting, but yeah. Uh, believe it or not, Carter, this movie was not nominated for any Academy Awards. Um, that's I don't know if that's shocking to you. Sacrilege, although probably really hard to squeak in because 2007 is like historically a great movie year. So really prove it uh no country for old men there will be blood juno others michael clayton i think was that year um, all right you've proved it yeah <laughs> movies great um it was nominated for a bunch of different awards like the 2008 mtv movie awards let's go movie. nice uh did not win Shoot. Uh, <laughs> but it did win i'll, I'll give someone said it did win I guess. okay uh Canadian Comedy Awards for yes. Best Writing. Canadian Comedy Awards for Michael Sarah's Best Male Performance. Nice. Um, Michael Sarah won Most Promising Performer from the Chicago Film Critics Association Awards. Shout That's out. Awful. 
Nice. Uh, Michael Sarah also won Breakthrough Artist Award from the Austin Film Critics Association. Dang. Awards. Go, Michael Sarah. Um, and then Emma Stone won Exciting New Face from Young Hollywood Awards 2008, which, man, they were right on the money. Ooh, for that. yeah. That's a, that's a good call. Great foresight there by those guys. Good on them. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically all the awards worth mentioning, I guess. Not a whole lot, unfortunately. Do you think you any of that? them could have slid in any any kind of award in Oscars? It's so all? like it's honestly, tough. I'm kind of surprised. Like, because like, uh, what is it? like the Golden Globes? They have like weird categories that I feel like this could have. Yeah, I'm surprised in for right. Like, like yeah, the, hang- like, like the Hangover of, like, won a Golden Globe, like for best yeah, comedy. I, so I feel like it could slip in there. I don't know if it's like. I, don't, I haven't seen the script or anything, so I don't know if the script is like amazing or sure. anything like that, or if it's mostly like really good improv stuff. Yeah, but solid, solid dialogue. Do you think anything say. deserves to be nominated? No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's fun. I like. I like cool. when we nominate like people in co- comedy movies every once in a while. It's good stuff. Yeah. Bridesmaids territory. Yeah. Um. Do you think this movie deserves a sequel? And uh, so what? I alluded to it, but I think there there should be either a sequel or a spinoff where I just get to see antics of Bill Hader and Seth Rogen being <laughs> cops. Um, yeah. Or I think you could do a college, like when they're in college version of the movie, I think. I think Is it, it could, too late now? It's too late now, but like at the time, I think it would have been okay. Like kind of like a 21, 22 Jump Street situation. Or it's like kind of meta on itself. Yeah. Yeah, which could be which could be fun, but but yeah, back in the day, I wouldn't have mind seeing a sequel. But I think the time has passed, and I think it's just a nice diamond in the rough. So I'll say no, but like I think it's far enough separation if you have like Bill Hader and Seth Rogen just like as cops doing random shit. That'd so, be fun. Yeah, that's all I got there though. Yeah, I said no as well. Um, I said Booksmart already exists, so that's like kind of true. a sequel. sequel yeah, that's that. true. Shout out Olivia Wilde, um, great director. Shout out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um removing a character do you have anyone that you think deserves to get the cut um i'm actually not gonna remove uh, unless i want to remove the bum because i am just pissed at him because <laughs> i got him kicked off the, the bus but i'm not removing one i'm just adding a character okay yeah i was gonna say like i feel like this is pretty much like airtight as far as like the cast goes uh, I thought Becca's friend was a little shitty for telling Michael Sarah to get drunk. So it's not like rape or whatever. That was just kind of a weird. I don't know. Nobody nobody gets raped in this movie, so that's good. You know, that's 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 a, a, that's that's a, a win. In my books. Yeah, that's a thing that's that a I win. like about the movie. Yes. <laughs> well, I think like honestly, okay, hold on, really quick. There for for an early two thousands movie that takes place in the nineties. That's like a raunchy comedy. I think it handles consent and like not like there's not like sexual assaults happening which like in movies uh-uh. like this i feel like you could be like oh that's kind of a gross scene they shouldn't have done that and mm-hmm. like nothing bad happens as far as that stuff goes which i think is good yeah no like none of the characters off well. actually have sex either so you don't have to feel weird about that yeah, you have like, like the really good scene where like michael sarah is trying to be really drunk and then he's like really not into hooking up with becca and he's like i just want to like get to know you better and like that whole bit's like really good yeah agreed um who do you want to add so we talked about days the confused i would love to throw waterson in here matthew mcconaughey's character just to Ooh. just to throw a little extra party. 
Yeah, like he's there, like maybe in play. Uh, I don't want to replace the Brooklyn Nine Nine guy. I don't even know that guy's mm-hmm. name, John something. I don't either. But he's good like, though. But he's good in that lane. So I don't want to replace him. But like maybe he's the guy that like beats him up, kicks him out. He like replaces that guy. Maybe he. Yeah, he could fit in there for sure. Maybe he could be in the coke room or something. Yeah, yeah. I just think he'd be fun energy for like bad reasons, but you know, it adds a different layer to just like old guys getting with young girls, but. Yeah, different layer. The character that I want to add already exists uh, in the movie. I think Dave Franco's like small cameo is so funny. Oh yeah, and I, I really liked his like low key kind of like this guy who like is like probably not like weird, but like everyone uh, remembers this really weird thing from when he was a kid and like never lets him live it up. I think that would be pants, kind of, like right? an interesting character. <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be fun to see like again, like just have him show up at the party again or something like that. Cause he's really funny. I, I love when he, <laughs> when he runs by and he's like, come on, Seth, we're down two goals to one. He's like, would you calm down? It's soccer. <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah. He'd be fun. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah, I think that's all for that. Do you want to, Move on to our next little segment. Ooh, let's put it to the test. Immortals. We'll put their name to the test. Um, what we got first? Bechtel test, Jackson. Mm-hmm. What is the Bechtel test, Carter? There's three rules. Can you remember them? One, there have to be two women in the film. Uh-huh. Two, they have to talk about. They have to talk together. Three, <laughs> about something okay. that's not about a boy. They have to talk not about a man. That's almost true the two characters the two women that talk to each other also have to have names correct it can't be like two extras that talk but yes, yes. does um, this pass the bechtel test i want to i mean i want to say no but i'm going to say that maybe at the end of the movie is the only saving mm-hmm. grace when like jules and becca are talking about the comforter and yes like, is that it yeah, mm-hmm. it does pass, but barely because of this scene. Wherever they're talking about getting the new comforter, mm-hmm. which is so fun, because like at the like whenever I was rewatching this movie, like I was before I saw this scene, I was like, I don't remember why they're hanging out because I don't think they're really close friends. But it's yeah. because she like pukes on the comforter and has to buy her a new one. Yeah, I think that's good reason. Which I thought like, was good. Th- that works. Yeah. 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 Okay. So um, does pass. Yes. Then. Got it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Rick Dalton meme test. Do they say the name of the movie? uh they do not i don't think i believe you're correct i think um, it is no <laughs> amazing 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 um jackson did you find any is anyone canceled from the movie <sighs> okay this is a tough one to look for just because like i feel like usually with controversies like you kind of know them going into this movie just because like they're controversies uh-huh. yeah um i have one written down sort of of who's canceled and okay. it's jonah hill Okay. For like, um, like I don't know if you remember this. I feel like we were in high school when this happened, when he got really mad at a paparazzi guy and he told him to suck his dick and then he called him the F slur. Oh, I do kind this. of remember this. Yeah. And then he appeared on Jimmy Fallon and he apologized. Um, okay. I think he's forgiven. Probably. I, I don't think anyone hates him. Right. No, I think I think, okay. I think he's actually well respected and yeah, yeah. People like him a lot. He talks a lot about like male like body dysmorphia and how like i don't know i think he's like overall like a pretty positive figure i think so not gonna like for now at least yeah he works with scorsese a lot now which is Mm -hmm. pretty wild that i'm saying that sentence but i know but it's but he's great like he's a great dramatic actor and a comedian so 
He does have range, and he's a good director. Um, True. Yeah. I have one written down, Jackson, and it's very, uh-huh. <laughs> it's very slim. But I wrote Emma Stone down just oh, for really? just for when she played a Hawaiian lady in Aloha. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> that movie is so bad. Oh my god, I hate that movie so much. That is yeah. the worst movie I've ever seen in theaters. It was yeah. so so bad. I just had to bring that up because I know that you saw that movie in theaters. So yeah, I just had to I hate for, that movie. for Emma Stone playing uh, a character of Hawaiian descent. Is that what she's mm-hmm. doing in that movie? Yeah, yeah. So, Bradley Cooper's in that movie too. It sucks, and yeah. so many people are in that movie. Yeah, Bill Murray and John, John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> come a long way. Um, or something it's tremendous. so stupid <laughs> oh and then really quick i wanted to say uh he's not in this movie but james franco who uh, is like he firmly. is like buddy buddy yeah 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 mm-hmm. like he's he's like in like a lot of these movies he's around these actors and like from what i know like they don't associate with him anymore because he slept with underage girls i think but like isn't arrested for it yeah, I think he like definitely like right? solicited sex or yeah, he definitely like when he was a professor. He was like a professor like NYU or something. Yeah, and he like yeah, didn't did unsavory things and unsavory messages with them. So, yes, I think that's yeah. pretty much confirmed. So, tough. But yeah, he's not arrested, which is kind of weird. Yeah, strange. Know, isn't it so weird how like there's all this like illegal shit going on and like people know it, but like nothing comes of it? Like what Hollywood, is- baby. <laughs> oh hollywood it sucks um yeah carter quotes what quote are you putting on your gravestone oh my gosh um enjoy your remaining years <laughs> uh that's a pretty solid one um i think that's probably what i'm gonna go with but i have a bunch of honorable mentions um let's hear them that guy's the fucking anti-poon <laughs> slapping that on there um uh, we mentioned all these. Um, nobody's gotten a hand job in cargo shorts since Nam. I thought that one was great. <laughs> um, this thing's been fucked since Jump Street Man. I thought that one was good too. That's good. Um, oh, this actually, I'm gonna put this one on. It's just like a woman, even after you're dead, they want to tear your heart. I say it weekly, and it's still funny. It still yeah. makes me laugh. Uh, mine yeah. is. Prepare to be fucked by the long dick of the law. That one is great. Yes, absolutely. Put that on there, and then <laughs> to to like as a subcategory of that, everyone should hold a gun at least a couple times. <laughs> All of those are great. Uh, and then I already mentioned it's the you McMuffin, thing. the homeless guy. <laughs> it's you McMuffin. <laughs> oh, great stuff. Are there any other honorable mention <laughs> quotes that I wrote down? Oh, when <laughs> when Michael Sarah, when he's about to like having in the bedroom with uh, with Becca, and she's like, "I am so wet." And he's like, "They said that would happen in health." <laughs> oh, 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 oh! The scene. Okay, this is not a quote, but like the scene. Where they're outside the liquor store waiting on McLevin, or they keep talking about spermicidal lube, is so fucking funny. <laughs> they say spermicidal lube like ten times, and it's so good. Oh, is that, that when he's great. like? That's when he's talking about like having sex with Jules, and he was like, "I was gonna go down on her for several hours." <laughs> then he's like, "One month blowjob, two months <laughs> like we're having sex." There's like, or hump her leg. I don't know. <laughs> uh yeah oh my god good stuff i don't think i have any other quotes 
god is there anything we missed that you want to talk about oh my gosh um i don't think so we mentioned dave franco um and the dicks in the closing credit scenes are just beautiful i like yeah. stay stay for the credits for that um also just like an interesting quote do alcoholics get hangovers like just something to ponder you know that is something to ponder yeah but no I that's like it that. do you have anything that we missed i don't i feel like we covered like all of this movie to be honest with you we did good, we did so. good. god it's great it's so good um honorable mention just to close it out um when mclovin asks if he can shoot the cop car and he starts shooting and he's like break yourself fool that's all I, <laughs> i'll end on he turns that. again sideways <laughs> yeah he turns it sideways what a fucking idiot god i uh, love this movie <laughs> gosh it's great um any closing thoughts before we go to Lissa's life i don't think so i just really really enjoy this movie it's good coming of age got a lot of heart a ton of laughs it's fucking awesome is this a date movie good question Yes, um, I think it's a fun date movie, but I don't know. Is it like a first date movie? Probably not. Um, it's pretty raunchy, so it could be awkward on your first date. I would imagine. So I think it's fun. I it think is you fun. Do it. I think you could pull it off. Has to be the right girl. We always come back to that. Has to be the True. right girl. So or guy or guy. You're Big right. It. Sorry. Sorry. Gosh, that's me. <laughs> F word. R word. Gosh goodness gracious look at you you bigot anyways anyways let's go to the list is live <laughs> the list is an absolute good the list is life um okay jackson to the rcr list for the t- ranking the top 100 mm-hmm. um i don't know how you feel about this and it's not underselling the movie at all but i feel like i want to put it 10 out of 10 that's um, fair but you can argue if you want to put it because that would put it behind a star is born i think hmm, star is born is really good it is i do think i like this movie more i think it has more rewatchability and i do think that it is like kind of like genre defying and decade defying as far as like for comedies sure however if you don't want to move it up i understand I like think, i wouldn't be upset i think for now i feel comfortable putting it here but that could change as we go forward okay so for right now it's number 10 <laughs> for right now it's 10 maybe it'll be nine sometime in the future i'm okay with that I think it's, so. it's a strong movie it's not for everybody and it's honestly probably pretty surprising that it's on this list to even begin with i think so, it's justified i'm just happy it's here cool. i'm proud of it it's good Sweet. um Actor list, Jackson. I don't think we have any that popped up in this movie that have popped up in any other of our movies. Not yet. I think Michael Sarah. Once we get to, are we doing Scott Pilgrim? I forget. That's yeah, on our list, we, right? Scott Pilgrim's on the list. Yeah, and then we'll obviously have some some Jonah Hill too. Yeah, coming down the line. Down the line too. Um. Sweet. So yeah, we're not there yet. Oh, and we'll have some Emma Stone. I don't know if this will count as like True. a role that like as a main role. We'll have to debate. We'll have to that. litigate that later. Yeah. We'll we'll discuss. We'll discuss. We'll discuss. Um, cool. Wonderful. Okay, Jackson, are you feeling lucky? You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? I'm feeling lucky. Amazing. We are now going to pick the movie we're going to do next week. Uh, we're up to 90. One from 90. I'm doing a random number generator. Mm-hmm. And we are going to number 
53. Ooh. Which correlates to Jackson, are you green or red? I don't remember. You're green. Uh, uh yes. Okay, so I, I have to <laughs> I don't remember actually. I think I'm green. Okay, so I'm going to the next closest one, which will be Titanic, Jackson. <gasps> Ooh, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen Titanic. And it's a long movie, that's for sure. So Sweet. Uh, we get to Buckle dive into up. that. Buckle up, baby. We were just talking about big Jim Cameron earlier, so we will unpack Jim Titanic. Cameron. Yeah, his friends call him Jim Jackson. So tremendous. Nice. All right. With that, Jackson, we're done. Feel good? I feel great. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I feel tremendous. I feel super <laughs> bad, if you will. Nice. Very nice. Jackson, where can the people follow us on Instagram? They can follow us on Instagram at roughcut underscore pod. And in our bio, we have a link tree that will take you to our latest podcast episodes on your preferred listening platform. It'll take you to our Twitter. It'll take us, it'll take you to the blog and it'll take you to our top 100 on RCR or sorry, our RCR top 100 on letterboxd, um, which you can see and follow our list and kind of watch those movies, get them checked off and join our little film club and tune into our conversations. Maybe be a guest, who knows, whatever you want to do, like we encourage it, whatever you want. And, um, to prep for next week, um, I can tell you Titanic, not available to stream anywhere. That's oh, dumb. What the We'd be renting a lot of these. We do That's be okay. renting. Goodness. But anyway, pay the three bucks and watch along with us as we talk about this uh, this epic or film. Or stream it totally legally. In yeah. We don't promote anything either way. So <laughs> good luck with that. Um, amazing. Uh, we love you very much. Thanks for listening. Oh, as wait, wait, wait. What? 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 Carter. What? We have to play us out with a very specific song okay. of Michael Sarah doing a cover of this beautiful song called Clay Pigeons. Everyone, please enjoy and goodbye. Goodbye. I'm going down to the railway station, gonna get a ticket to ride. Find a big fat lady with two with three kids and sit down by her side. Ride till the sun comes up and down around me about two or three times Smoking cigarettes in the last seat Trying to hide my sorrow from the people I meet and get along with it all Go down where people say y'all Sing a song with a friend 